Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. We are going to be diving into a powerful interview with Dr. Vince Burke in just a few minutes here. So definitely stick around, stay tuned. It's going to be a powerful conversation about values, about human performance, about being your greatest possible self, and truly embodying that every single day. So stick around. Before we dive into that, though, I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for tuning in, for choosing to be your greatest possible self with us here today growing on the journey and just taking one step at a time. And if you are someone, especially a woman, who is committed to being around other empowering women, you want to get out to Las Vegas for Meant for More, a live women's empowerment event, three-day event coming up here in April 24th, 26th, 25th, and 26th. Meant for More, run by Petia Kolibova. You will absolutely transform yourself. Such an empowering environment to be in. So definitely get out there. Go to meantformore.live, and you can find out more about the upcoming event. And look forward to seeing you there. Next up is our iTunes review of the week. This week, it's by Jay Inspiration, who says, greatest possible podcast. Chris is Chris is committed to being his best, his guests being their best, and his audience being inspired to take action to transform their lives. Jay Inspiration, absolutely 100% I am. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergpscom forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on your Apple Podcast Store. Find our podcast, subscribe, give a review, and let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thanks so much for being here and growing with us. I'm going to introduce Vince in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. These are the, the qualities, the characteristics, the values that you want to master, that you want to embody to be the best version of yourself. And one idea, one discussion point in this conversation could transform everything for you. So stick around to the end because we are going deep. Let's introduce Vince and we'll bring him on the screen. Because Dr. Vincent Burke is a licensed doctor of physical therapy with a master's degree in physical therapy, and he's a certified strength and conditioning specialist, certified personal trainer, and a work-hardening specialist. He has over 25 years of broad-based experience, has attained optimum results, and his area of expertise in rehabilitation is in orthopedics and sports medicine. And no matter the age, the gender, or the movement dysfunction, his other specialty is in personal training and athletic performance training, having worked with Olympians, professionals, and amateurs across a wide variety of sports and activities. This he does for the individual, the small group, or the team. And he's also given numerous presentations, was a speaker facilitator for professional higher education clinics, high school teachers, and, uh, and camps for exercise, training, injury prevention programs. Not only that, but with the use of positive reinforcement, being positive, expressing, and behaving the right way, Vince's trademarked radar program encourages optimal human behavior for success in all aspects of life. Vince, are you ready to rock the house, my man? Chris, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, we're, we're going to dive in. Just have a blast here. Uh, thank you for taking the time to show up and, and just talk about 
you you've been featured so much, man. I was I was looking at your your bio and I was like, man, this guy's been on so many different like news opportunities, speaking at conferences, published in journals, like all this this beautiful stuff, man. So I, I appreciate you taking the time to share with our audience, brother. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you having me, and it's uh it's exciting to uh, be on my one of my first podcasts, especially uh, with a guy like you who really uh, inspired me when I was actually walking my new puppy. And I overheard you say, you know, to entrepreneurs and to people who are out there um, with so much pressure, mm. and you just said a few things. You need to condense your pressures and focus on, on what matters. And there's a lot of different things out there that it's noise and a lot of things that just don't matter, but it gets in the way of your radar ship, mm. what your responsibilities are, what you need to be accountable for, uh, the things that you need to spend time appreciating, uh, focusing on being determined to achieve your goals, having a good attitude, and respecting everything around you, workers, coworkers. And I'm telling you, that's what I'm finding that there's so much today that happens, and that's toxic or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, this whole program and idea comes from positive reinforcement and being reflective on what to do versus what not to do. Boom. Vince, this is this is gold, man. I, I really love that you touched on the, the radar ship, right? And those values that you're already just painting the picture of what's possible for people when they take that responsibility and, and lead their own lives. When they show up with the right behaviors, with the right thinking, the positive mental reinforcement. And we're going to dive all into that, man. It's going to be a powerful conversation uh, continuing from here. And before we go any further, we want to talk about this theme, meant for more. You are meant for more. What does that mean for you, Vince? Well, the thing is that, you know, you can, you know, we're all created, you know, equal and, you know, you have your upbringing and then you go to school and, you know, we all become just ordinary, <clears throat> ordinary people. Yeah. We look to our left and right. It's about the same. Then what you need to do is say, what could you do that's extraordinary? Oof. Oof. And. You know, extraordinary, you know, everybody ordinarily gets up for work and they do what's ordinary. Mm. And I've found so many people just being ordinary. But the thing that made the radar ship strike me on saying, what are we doing with human behavior performance? I came up with this idea that we have to go back to basics. Yes. And. I always thought that responsibility, accountability, appreciation, determination, add to respect in, in my upbringing, in my world of sports and my friends was, was ordinary. Mm. But then all of a sudden, it became extraordinary. And I'm saying to myself, how is radar extraordinary? So we've lowered the standards to applause people like, did you see little Johnny opened a door for his grandmother. It's like, <laughs> he's supposed to. <laughs> so, so it's like, wow, like we have to really acknowledge that. Yeah. You know, did you see, uh, you know, him carry the groceries? It's like, well, well what? so now believe it or not, we're, we've taken that for granted. And I says, okay, let's just bring it together. Bring it back to basics and move forward. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things was I was so focused on 
human performance, such as my academics and how the body moves and and acts in response to you know an injury or adverse forces and how to manipulate force and how to produce force. That's the athletic world. Then you go into the mindset, same thing. How does the mind manipulate force, produce force, and act on a body? So, you know, extraordinary becomes in the mind first. Mm. And that's what kind of brought me to human behavior performance. So human behavior performance, we're always admiring someone's athletic ability, work ability, um, even academic ability. But that's in one compartment. Those are your uh, external resume. Mm. So what I mean by your external resume is that if you look at my name with all my thing, you know, the DPT, the MPT, the BS, the CS, whatever, MP, it just keeps on going. And PTA, but you never forget that. But someone would say, like, what is all that? Well, guess what? You could be introduced with all that stuff. But what leaves you in the door or makes a lasting relationship is your internal resume on radar. Mm. So your external resume, your academics, your achievements, that gets you in the door. I get it. But what leaves you in a door and gives you the opportunity to have other doors open is your radar ship. It's are you a bull? And what I mean by a bull is that um, not a bull in a china shop, but that's <laughs> Like these wings behind you. <laughs> the fingers, right. the horns. That's right. It's a, a bull, like ability. Yes. Are you are you parentable? Mm. Are you teachable? Are you coachable? Are you employable? Well, that takes an ability. But it, it takes more than ability of just your academics and your didactics. It takes your social ability to have compassion, empathy, a dignity, and drive, and, and all those things that inspire people to get to know you for a long period of time, and people who want to trust you and do business with you for a long period of time. Yeah. So yeah. that's the kind of legacy, right, from the human behavior performance that you want to strike people with because you want to make a difference in, 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 in your surroundings. Man, and I really, I really hear it, the character, like what is our character that we're bringing into the world? And a lot of character development has been very soft and that those basics of, of respect and attitude and determination like this and discipline, like this is, these are the basics, but oftentimes are not getting taught and reinforced and demonstrated and role modeled by the parents as well. You know, they're not, they're not being committed to that. And so I, I love what you're bringing to, to the world. I love what you're bringing to, to students, to athletes, to people who want to improve their performance, to people who want to um, just amp up their behavior so that their results of their life creates that legacy, creates that impact, Vince. It's, it's really powerful. I want to go back into your journey and talk about what, what inspired you to become a doctor, to, to be in therapy. Like, what inspired you, man? Well, first of all, I love athletics. Um, I, I, I played uh, basketball as my passion. I used to eat, sleep, and breathe that. And, and uh, you know, I had great coaching uh, all the way. And I have to give so much credit to uh, a great, great coach, Bill Scarnati. Mm -hmm. uh, he started the pack. Uh, really from Elmwood Park, uh, St. Leo's, and recreation, and then 
Coach Knoth uh, lifted and uh, in in embraced basketball in the town. And we went on uh, as a nucleus. We stayed together because I have to tell you, the radar ship with the nucleus from back in the day, and it, that's what it was, we walked, we ate together, we slept together. We just did so much embracing. Wow. We, we would fight, we would make up, we would compete, and we learned to compete and we learned to lose, but we hated to lose. Mm. And that's the thing. We were we were taught to win. Yes. Work hard to win. And when, when someone was better, we accepted that, but we came back and we, we just couldn't stand to lose. And, and that empowered us so much that we went on to and I played varsity four years. Wow. As yeah. And we went we won the states two years. And then I went out to college and I always wanted to be a professional basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I scored a lot of points in grammar school, uh, well at over a thousand, you know, in grammar school. And um, then I went to Fairleigh Dickinson University, and I was on the athletic wing, and it was a lot different for me. Um, I was taking science classes, anatomy, physiology, chemistry, mm-hmm. and then that August I had my load, and I had to make a decision that I says, "Geez, I want to." play basketball, but then I had to make that decision to say, you know what, and I got recruited, and I says, you know what, I, I have to stick to my academics, and I got stuck in the athletic wing while they all traveled and did the sports, and I'm studying, you know, and my roommate, you know, he was all about 6'8", and he could only fit on a bed, and he was from Newark, and he was a big guy, and it was great, but, you know, it was a little bit tough on me and pressure. And I was the first one in my family of eight, family of eight, uh, boys, one girl. And I went away to college. Wow. So, you know, uh, our upbringing, we had to fight uh, for each other. We had to fight with each other. And it showed us that that mindset that nothing comes um, cheap. You have to work and strive. So that was a work ethic in the household. And uh, that's how it goes. So then I went on to PT school. And it wasn't good enough for me. And I went for my bachelor's degree. wasn't good enough for me. I went to Florida, got married, moved there. And then I went to, you know, Nova, got my master's. It still wasn't fitting for me. And I went on to my doctorate. So you just keep on going and be persistent. And, uh, you know, my story just shows what it ought to be. You got to struggle. You have to be in, put in positions to fail. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. What is what is different about your drive back then when you were in college and getting into college and getting these degrees? What's the difference between that drive and today's drive? Because I feel like the drive is still there. What's different about like the distinction of the drive? How has it evolved? Well, uh, two things. One is that you know uh, you, you want to achieve uh, and you want to be a provider. So, you know, you want to choose a career that that you could uh, love and and not hate. So that was medical field and and going to physical therapy. So I want to make a difference in people's lives, but I want to make a living, too. And I want to enjoy what I do. So I knew uh, with the push of my wife, because I have to tell you a true story. I was finished going for school for my master's. I thought that was enough. And the doctorate program came out at Nova Southeast University. And, and she got this letter. She thought it was like this other thing. 
big bill. <laughs> she opened it because we do we do follow the HIPAA law, but it's cool. My bills are her bills and whatever. So she opened it and it said, okay, we're starting a doctor program. I'm like, I just got finished. She goes, nope, let's call. Let's call the school, whatever. So she got that going. So I commuted actually from New Jersey to Florida back and forth with with the family. Wow. So it was that, that kind of drive that, that the nucleus, that's the thing. If you have a, my mom calls this bookends. And if you have stuff, as long as you have, you know, people supporting you, that's the way to go. So that's the whole thing. You need support system. Yes. And, and if not, it becomes a drag. So she was, she was, uh, you know, spot on with that. But that's my personality too, to, to take that on. And then after that, you know, now that you're settled, but never settled. Mm. You just never settled. Mm. It's just that keeps on going. It's, so it's, it's the drive. Fun. It's the drive of winning. You love to win. You love to achieve new things. You love to experience yeah. that. There's there's like lots of different kinds of winning that people can do. They can just go do lots of winning for money and just be money hungry and be unfulfilled and on a hamster wheel forever. Money is good. And what is the drive creating in our life? What's the impact? What's the legacy that we're leaving, which we're going to be diving into even more today, which I love that your, your radar ship, it's, it's focused around character building. It's focused around who are you being and how are you role modeling great values for the people around you to show up and succeed. I think it's so important to have that drive, to have that that burning desire to to win, to achieve something, to go somewhere, to to experience a vision. And then there's also the the humility to learn from people around us, the the knowingness that we're not better than anyone else. Nobody is better than us, right? And and to be in in that journey together and and keep showing up, man. So I want to talk about moving forward, taking this into um, the radar formula, this this um, you know thing that you you trademarked, that you created this custom um, formula for living a great life and having that behavior be in alignment with being our greatest possible selves and making making our best life. How did you say I want to I want to package this up and be able to serve people with it? What caused that for you, man? Well, what happened was um, it all started where. Um, you know, sadly, my nephew was at Rutgers uh, University, and there was a uh, there was a suicide by by uh, you know because he was bullied. He was actually bullied at the university, and uh, that was a sad moment. But that was the in New Jersey. We took on this big program about anti-bullying, and everything was anti-bullying and anti-bullying. And if you look at the word anti, and then you have the bear programs and anti. So, you know. Um, I've learned and I have many, many cycles of psychology. Yes. I mean, so much. So it's not like I, I'm just making this up. But we've learned that negative reinforcement actually could take a negative effect and, and kind of encourage more negative behavior. What, and, what I'm hearing is anti-bullying, just to translate that, make sure that it lands for people. The anti and then the bullying, the key word that the mind focuses on is bullying, right? Like it, the, the, it's almost like the mind doesn't understand, like, don't think about the purple elephant. What are you going to think about? Purple elephant. <laughs> I have a sports psychologist. He's great, Dr. Gilbert, and he called it the pink elephant. Yes. That's good. So I'll call it purple and pink, and that's all good. <laughs> Bottom line is that it's, it's spot on. Yeah. So everything was about no, no, no. So I always have to say this. If you're teaching a 17-year-old kid how to drive or even hit a ball, if you're going to spend hours on telling them what not to do, how dry that is. 
that doesn't even make sense. Don't do this, don't do that. It's like, forget it. How about tell me what to do? Yes. So I bring you back into the 70s and the 80s. And this is, this is how I, I find things interesting. Our upbringing was always about what to do. Mm. My father and my mom didn't say, well, how do you feel about if I ask you to take out the, what do you, what do you mean, how do I feel about it if I ask you? Could you, <laughs> you do it and that's it. Yeah. Well, you may get a side stare and if you made a grunt, you got questioned. Yeah. And then maybe you have to think about the grunt. So <laughs> the thing is that you just had to do it. Yes. So then all of a sudden we got really smart. And we got we, we got involved in the development of psychology for a child. And we said, we need to get their view on things and ask them their opinion about it. So that's the transition. So now we're making deals and have this big conversation about what they feel and how they should do it and when, whatever. So we forgot the structure of, listen, by Friday, you need to just get this done. Yep. If not, you're not going out. Boom. And then... That's it. So, you know, we have to remember uh, the frontal lobe of the brain. And I always thought that, like my dad always said, and my mom kind of, uh, your frontal lobe is developed. My father was telling me, your frontal lobe is developed by your 18. And there's no swinging doors kind of thing. Like, that's when it's developed. So, I, okay, you're 18 or you when you're a teenager. But your frontal lobe is developed when you're 24. Mm. That means your emotional cognition consequences development skill to your 24. Wow. So so that's amazing. 24 years old. This kid's done with college and quarter, this so quarter of a century. That's a that's a lot of influencing. <laughs> so so that's a lot of like, you know, Bob Barker making a deal or whatever it is, yeah. you know, it's, it's confusing. Mm. So what we need to do is bring it back to the radar ship. But then within the radar ship, right? We have the 11 elements. Okay. And each of those radar goes into each of those 11 elements. Wow. And that brings it right back to, you know, family. That's it. That's the first radar mm. ship that's taught. And then after that, you get into faith. And faith doesn't always mean, you know, the crucifix. Right. And over here, right. like this is my pillow over here. I was doing an exercise with my son today. The cross came out. I felt like my pillow. Guys. <laughs> funny but anyway um but anyway it's about believing in yourself yes right what's possible for yourself it's believing in your school system believing in your family okay if you believe in the in the, in the telephone pole out there that's great but there's someone bigger than you if you think you're it then we're not here that's the point so whatever your it is it's faith in yourself and your surroundings your team your school what, whatever and that's how it goes. And of course, friends and that. But that's the important message is that today we need to slow down a little bit and bring it back to those basic value systems yeah. to check in because your blueprints are, are, are developing, developing before you're even created by, yep. by, your, by whoever created you. They have a plan. Yep. You know, they didn't just, you know, just it's created. So, okay, where are we going to put Johnny? We have an idea. <laughs> so, and so the blueprints are created, but often we want to hang a chandelier before the before the framing's even done in the house. Yep. And we get things all distorted with, and I call it Chris. I call it the noun principle. 
It's real simple. Persons come before things, and persons come before places. And that's the radar shift. It's a noun principle. And, and that's kind of, and even my students and my, my workers and stuff, they get that. If they're worrying about, you know, that thing over there, there's a person here who's struggling and is standing and needs to have a chair behind them for a walker. And you're worrying about, you know, wiping the machine down. I get it, but not important. It's, 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 so I think we've changed for lots of reasons. That's another whole topic. Who cares? The bottom line is we could all have the blame game, right? It doesn't matter. Right. We need to stop and just own accountability, own a situation, and work through it as one unit, one family, one team. And I'm finding that that's a hard struggle. I don't care if it's politics is the division. I don't care if it's a, a difference of an opinion or judgment. But the big thing I always say about judgment and opinion, two things. Don't judge unless you know the story. Mm. And don't give an opinion unless you're asked. But all of a sudden, we're just feeling free to do that. Mm. And I always said that, you know, when you're 65 years old, because, you know, the big thing that we had to do growing up is we had to uh, listen, right, and and look. Mm. So big eyes, big ears, and a small mouth. Mm. And that's how you develop wisdom. But I think, I know that the tongue actually is the strongest muscle in the body. And, and we're using the tongue as not only the strongest muscle to say so much, but to think. Mm. And, and we're forgetting that we need to go up, up super tentural and start thinking and processing before we speak. And that's a huge thing that we're finding that we're just too quick on that and we're not being thoughtful. But if you spend so much time on someone's journey through through walking with them, yes, right, yes. versus saying, I'll meet you two miles away, walk with them a little bit, then you could have that dialogue and a relationship where you could actually have that talk about judging moments that they may have or an opinion because you have a relationship. But when people are sitting on a perch with their arms folded from afar, and coming around the corner and saying, I think you should. You know what? You're not in the radar ship when things are good. Only when there's a crisis. So don't bother. And that's important. That's very important. Let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about the the crises that I think a lot of people may not be prepared to 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 handle effectively to be able to um, show up powerfully rooted in values because oftentimes we're just not trained growing up to handle difficult situations with that character and we've built up a a um, unconscious pattern of showing up unresourcefully um, with not not the best like coping mechanisms, not the best thought process, not the best ability to, to handle our energy. Um, tell us a little bit more about how we can change that, Vince. Well, I could tell you, um, you know, over the last, I, I can't tell you, we had so many mental health issues, crisis, and, and it, it, it ranges from all over, um, and even family with the aging. There's no, there's no one prescription, right? right? There's no one prescription to say, you do this or that. When someone starts to say, it should be this way because you do this and you do that, and you know what happens? Chaos. Mm-hmm. 
And then if you don't have a relationship before the crisis, it's called disorganized chaos. Mm. So it's two different things. You could be in a, in a crisis situation, but if you have a relationship that's grounded with good values, then it's, then it's organized chaos. So you can have certain, you know, everyone has a moving part to participate. Sometimes being present is enough. But I find that people can't even be present because they're somewhere else or they make excuses not to be present. So, you know, my mom always says, you know, and even with our children, and I wrote an article on on a crisis because a lot of kids are going to and dealing with mental health issues that result in horrible endings. Mm. And sometimes the kids come to the office, and I'm working with a lot of student athletes that are dealing with this epidemic of mental health, and they say, well, I have to go to a wake, I have to, and, I, and I don't know what to say. So they don't actually want to go because they don't want to say. I say, you know what? You say nothing. It's okay to say nothing. If you go in your presence, that's enough. And that's impacting because if you're leaving these, these people that are hurting just because you feel you have nothing to offer, your presence is. However, if you're going to try and one-up somebody by going, and then you're going to sneak in your story that seems to be worse than theirs, you know what? Then don't go. Because at that point, when someone's in a low crisis, they really don't need to hear you weigh in on how bad your life is. So sometimes, big eyes, big ears, small mouth works. Be present, own your presence, and think radar ship. And sometimes we have a difficult time putting yourself, right? And that's the word empathy. Putting yourself in their shoes and just zipping it. Yeah, but no, yeah. we want to weigh in on how bad your life is. Mm. When they walk away, go really, like, and and it, and it leaves emptiness. Yes, yes. It's because it was it was there was no connection. There was no. no real hearing because if someone has chaos and trauma and things going on in their life, and they just want someone to listen, they want to they want to feel heard, they want to feel validated. Then, if someone's trying to talk to them and give them a bunch of opinions and potential solutions, it's not going to land because there's just so much that they're dealing with that they they don't have the capacity to do, to do that. But the the real difference maker would be someone who just allows them to hear themselves and like talk themselves and be able to express and not keep things so suppressed and um, repressed and pushed down, but like just to share what is going on. I think we we create so much clarity in our own life simply by sharing it with others and having people who who allow us to feel safe to share those things with them. Well, I just don't think that people understand and they take genuinity wrong. Mm-hmm. They actually think that there must be a motive because you're, you're saying like, and you're, you're present so much that like, well, are they phony? It's like, no, be consistent. Whoever's consistent, whether it's good times, bad times, whatever. And, and, and sometimes, you know, we're so focused that we we never look we're focused on your own journey and we never look left and right mm. so this radar ship with the 11 elements really tries to guide you to look left and right 
Never forget where you were, came from, your home. Um, reminds you to be charitable. And gives you also uh, little concepts of jabs throughout the radar ship lifestyle. Right. Game day, you took it, you used the word winning, mm -hmm. right? But game day does not always mean put on cleats. Game day is this tonight with me and you. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, game day is just showing up and being real, realistic and reality. And being truthful. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, sports. Yeah. And, and there's there's so many different avenues that we could dive into. But that one really stood out to me, Vince, because I think that there's a mindset of I'm here to perform. I'm here not, not in a um, like a circus act kind of way, but I'm here to give 100 percent of my focus, of my energy, of my being. And game day could be, hey, I'm going to make a I'm going to schedule a call with my family, with my parents once a week. And I will show up on that call, not distracted, not on my phone, not, you know, trying to do a million things, but like really be present with them. That's freaking game day. If that's an area of growth that someone needs to expand into, it's whatever is important that someone is wanting to level up and achieve new results in. Well, that's the whole thing about making a, you know, we could think of legacy as, you know, a traditional legacy, right, is, is and supercharge your legacy. But you have to um, charge one first before it becomes supercharged. Amen. Amen. So, so charging is your presence, right? But one really never sees their legacy through mm. because they're gone. So people will feel that legacy that was, that was left. So it's the feeling. And they will carry it on. They will carry on those values. They will carry on that radar ship. Well, the thing is that they also, so someone says, you know, when you leave a legacy to someone and I've asked many aging people, right, what would you, what would you, what would be your legacy? Yeah. And, you know, I come up with two things that I thought about is um, make a difference and, and don't be difficult. Mm. So what I mean by that is that make a difference of, of you know, moving people. And again, Chris, we think about legacy. Sometimes we get to that noun principle. And this is powerful. You know, the legacy is, yeah, uh, leave me this, mm. <laughs> this thing, houses, whatever it may be. Right? That's a thing. Guess what? You just made things difficult. So my point is that you as a person, your, your, your movement as a, as a human, behavior performing, that's memorable because that goes to conversation at dinner, yep. little things when you're away, reminding you of, um, you know, w what was said at the dinner table, all of those things that can move you to make a difference in your own brand and making your own blueprints. And then if there happens to be some stuff, things, Great. But if you have a relationship that 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 was a noun principle from the get-go, the blueprints were made early on from radar ship into the eleven elements, you could leave the Taj Mahal to somebody and it wouldn't matter because it's just a great thing to host the most of family that had a relationship. That could be 
a legacy. It only makes, because that's making a difference in your being on what was happening in your life that people could remember that you were present, you did, and did charitable stuff too. You looked left, you looked right, and you anticipated people's needs and you showed up. And then if they happen to have some stuff left, things, believe me, it will be the more the merrier, not the more the more headaches. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the whole legacy. That is supercharging a legacy. Oh, I love it. I love it. Vince, I want to I want to dive in. We've been talking about radar. I want to go over that and then the 11 areas of life and elements, I believe. Um, I want to dive into how can people actualize this on a daily basis? What can they do to really implement this, this new awareness, this new commitment and decision to master the basics? What's the best way to really bring this philosophy and embody it and integrate it into someone's life, man? Well, first of all, I've tried to, and, and, and uh, you know, one, someone told me trying is failing, right? Because then you're not doing it. So anyway, that's kind try, of funny. Try to raise your hand. Try to raise that's your hand. It. <laughs> that's it. But anyway, uh, it's being persistent and having drive, right? Yes. So yes. Uh, you have these, 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 uh, this radar ship kind of thing. You wake up every day and you say, well, what am I doing? Well, mm. I'm, I'm going to exercise. So um, my family, is addicted to exercise. Heck yeah. And self-care is so important. And we can't make a difference in anyone's life if we don't have self-care, mm. self-esteem, and self-efficacy. Period. It just can't go. You're going to get burned out and get frustrated. So you got to hold your composure and you got to be in some kind of health and fitness wellness program because you're never going to maximize your ability to perform. I don't care what it is, radarship, athletics, work, or whatever. So that's important. That's not a selfish thing. And people think, okay, you know, I mean, I'm a former Mr. New Jersey Grand Prix. I spent, I forget about it. But one would think in the moment that that's a selfish thing. It's, it, it is a selfish sport, but that's an individual sport. But that taught me grit and grind. I did it myself. Had great people surrounding us from, you know, like Bill Scarnady and Frank Catania and, and Tommy Potenza. And these guys are all at Hawthorne Fitness. These guys, you know, we, we had a, 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 a gym that united us to be tough and grit and work through it and compete. So that's important. You need to take that in the workplace and at home. And show the same thing. But self-help and self-care is so important. So when you do that, then you're thinking also nutrition, hopefully. What you put into your body is how your body works. So me as a personal trainer, doctor of physical therapy, it's all about that. Yep. That's called, that's energy. Exercise and food is energy. And I wanna I wanna highlight this because in the beginning of my journey, I was more focused on, well, I'm just, I'm supposed to go work out and exercise a ton because I can eat and drink whatever I want, have all these pre-workouts, shakes, like not good shakes though, you know, pre like lots of stuff and supplements that weren't necessarily in my bodies and my um, nutrition wise, not in my best interest. So I think also asking ourselves, why are we going to the gym? What is, what is the result? What is the vision? Is this a lifestyle 
that I'm engaging in, or is it just to achieve some kind of temporary gratification and I'm willing to sacrifice and, you know, my body and take shortcuts that end up costing me in the long run. And for me, like I was willing to kind of take more shortcuts in the beginning. I was like, wait a second, I'm going about this health thing all wrong, like, or not all wrong, but you know, this portion's off. It's not, it's not quite hitting the mark. And since meeting my girlfriend, dude, she has helped me dial in my nutrition so much. I'm just, I'm so grateful for her. So having someone around you who, who can help you with that is well, so good. important. I mean, that's important. So I call that, what's your fits? Mm-hmm. You say, what's your fits? Yeah. Fitness, intention, intensity, training zone. What's your fits? Wow. Wow. So, so, you know, fitness, what's your goal? What is it? It could be, you know, um, speed, strength, whatever it may be. What's your intention? What's going to be your intensity of that day? That's adjusted with duration on a treadmill, your RPMs on a bike. Your it doesn't matter. And then what's your training zone? So what's your fits? So that's how you that's how you narrow and dial in. So bodybuilding fits is different. Losing weight fits is different. Speed, agility, quickness fits is different. And hypertrophy is different. And just circulation is different. And just surviving. It doesn't matter. But hopefully you could be able to train what's appropriate for you to make you move better throughout the day. So when I train people, five things happen. First, they feel different. That's it. And it takes time. Second is that they're going to move better. They're going to move better. The next thing, someone's going to say that they have more pop about them or whatever it is. The next thing is that their clothes will fit different. And the last is the aesthetics. But we didn't talk about weight. So this is about self-esteem. Yeah. And if people don't feel good about themselves, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've had every shake under the sun. Gene C, they, every time you go in every month, they, they have a new thing that's great. And then all of a sudden you go next month, what happened to that stuff? Oh, this is even better stuff. So they're trying to supercharge you on all this stuff. I have no idea. Supercharge you with all this stuff, but also charge you at your wallet too. So if the guy in there who's 19 years old, he's telling you about this new thing, I says, and then when I see him in like two months from now, I'm like, well, what happened to that stuff? Oh, it's a new stuff. <laughs> anyway, so it, 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 it gets confusing out there. Yes. So we just got to narrow it down. But getting back to what you do during the day. So you do that, you determine your fits. And then at your workplace, you go make a difference. I happen to be in the medical field, so that's my, that's my thing. And uh, the big thing, what just happens to me, that we have a boutique facility, we take tissue. We take your pathology, you come there for a knee, I take your pathology behind, be, I take the treatment and care beyond the pathology. I've looked at people with a total knee operation and I sit there after listening first for 15 minutes. You know, I'm not even worried about their total knee anymore. They got so much other stuff that, that is way more deeper than their total knee. Total knee is orthopedics easy. They got some serious mental health issues. They're hurting. I call it a living, bleeding heart. Many of the aging population have a living, bleeding heart. They are so hurt that their family didn't come see them after the total knee operation 
for two weeks and left them stranded more than their knee pain. So now I got to deal with this. And they're like, well, who can I call? Well, I don't know. No one gets along. Like, what do you mean no one gets along? Can I call anybody? No, this one, no, they're no good. And then now it's like they're 75 years old. And now the blueprint from Radar Ship yeah. was not there. Mm. So, so that makes, that's tough. Yeah, I was going to say, how do we implement those those blueprints? I mean, we're covering a lot of really great stuff. I know anyone who's taking notes, like, this is gold, like, to be able to, to remind ourselves, put it on sticky notes, things like that. Is there any other more comprehensive way that we can make sure that we're hitting all these points, man? Because this this is like a lifestyle upgrade, you know? Yeah, I mean, anytime you talk about humanity, it's about enough, you know, I mean, look, it's basic, I think, um, and should come natural, but it doesn't. Because there's so many variables out there that interfere and, and collude us. And, you know, there's mental illness that does that too. I mean, in all fairness, you know, the picket fence with the dog in the, in the porch with the swings is, is a great idea. It's far from reality. Yep. So we have to understand also, sadly, not everyone gets along. And we have to accept that not everyone gets along. It's okay. Right. It, when it goes to a, a level of you can't even get along at a wake or a wedding, we're in trouble. Mm. So that's where we're almost at today, that we struggle as, as a family. Wakes and wedding, we don't even get along. So if we go back to that radar ship, right, I could... Some people can't. You know why? They never had it. Mm. They never had it. So now what do they say? You're going to teach somebody? I've heard you can't teach, you know, uh, a 65 Whatever. You can't teach someone else if they're, you know, 50 years old. It's very difficult to do that. So that's the struggle. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's the family nucleus, and that's the blueprint. So you're saying, where are they? It's tough to get back to that, you know, and it's mm-hmm. important, you know, um, with the blueprints. Well, so. I know, like, for example, if I see something on a daily basis, I remember it. I remember what is going on. I remember my values. I remember my vision, my goals, where I want to be headed. And so if there's something like that, that our audience can really take action on, you know, especially as we begin to wrap up this interview, like what, what do we want to give them so that they can take with them and be able to execute on man? Cause I know well, there's a lot. All, just as, just as a humanity standpoint of view, we wake up every day and, and you talk about responsibility, you wake up and you say, Hey, what's my role for the day? You could be a mom or dad or whatever it may be. That's important. You know, at the workplace, what's your role? Mm. And your role, sometimes we get confused with your role is looking at everyone else's role. Mm. No, 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 your role. You know, when we're at that workplace, right, we go back to that. You, you, you were hired for a certain role. And then all of a sudden, at three months, you want to raise. But we go back to your responsibility. You didn't fulfill your responsibility. So how could you ask for a raise? That's important. Being accountable every day, looking at yourself and say, who's accounting on me? And, and, and what do I have to do so that people could rely on me to be present, to be there, and have a good understanding 
with humanity that if someone can't, you could can pick up the weight a little bit. That's important. The other thing is that surround yourself with people who appreciate your doing, but also look beyond the workplace, look beyond your family, look around the world yep. and appreciate other things. This is where you can go back to things. Look at water, trees, the sky. Take a breather. Appreciate that stuff because you're not it. Look above you outside your mirror and appreciate that stuff. Having drive, determination to be persistent, showing that fortitude that will be encouraging by others and give other people a wow effect that, wow, you know, how do you do it? Well, focus, listen, learn. You have to develop wisdom. And, and, and really have that drive to do that. Attitude, it's amazing. You know, just because the day is powerful, there's a lot going on, you could feel a vibe of an attitude. And sometimes, you know, we have fake trees in our office that look real. Yep. And, you know, because, you know, or they even, I think the fake trees, there's so much positive energy that um, they grow, I think. I think one guy who even watered our fake plants because he thought they're so real. So what I'm saying is that the attitude of a tree that's fake is even grown because that's what you want to do. You want to embrace positive attitude and, of course, respect. The big thing is that there's so many different things going on out there in the world. And if you don't respect yourself, it's difficult and, and you're going to struggle to respect others. But respect things, too, you know. You know, just because it's property too, other people's property. Yep. And and that's the kind of game day you have to have every day. And self-care in the morning, train, workout, nutrition, be charitable. You know, charity, you know, when someone says, oh, I went by so-and-so, you know what I call charity? Charity is not doing someone a favor. Charity is being inconvenienced, inconvenient, that you're removing yourself from you, taking time away from you, and giving it to someone else without looking back and saying, what's it in for me? That's mm. important. So, you know, we have to think that way. When you talk about skill, practice your skill. It could be physical therapy. It could be baseball. But your human skill, too. Yep. I don't yep. care if it's piano or whatever it may be. And training, we talked about personal training, physical training, exercise, but that those don't have to be that way. It's training your 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 craft, and that's important. And, and and a lot of times we think that you know we know everything, and that's scary. So you you always have room for more knowledge, and that's important. Oh, yeah. Game day is every day. That's important, and what you put into your body is is, is important. And one would say rest is key. And I know it's tough. We put in long days. Sometimes this is where you need your pillars. I call your pillars your immediate family, your spouse, your loved ones right there to say, hey, you know what? Put on the brakes a little bit and remove yourself from your stuff. And you want to surround people that kind of get, you know, and understand your situation. So it's not easy. A lot of moving parts. But, you know, that is the radar ship all the way from responsibility, accountability, appreciation, determination, add to respect in the 11 elements. 
I love it. Vince, this is gold. And I know you are sharing about this. You're empowering people with this. I want to teach our audience how they can stay connected with you. What are the next steps that they can take to be able to continue that journey and keep growing with you, brother? Well, I mean, they can always uh, follow me on Facebook. I'm not a tech guy, so it's funny. I just started a YouTube channel, and I'm doing three things on YouTube. Yeah. I do uh, rehab. I do some motivation stuff and some training, just a little bit tips like that. On Facebook, I do the same thing. But really, I use Facebook for three things. I want to just share some stuff, teach a little bit. But I also use it as an archive for my own family, fun and friends, things things that's memorable for me. It's really cool because sometimes five years, you know, like this morning, I woke up and I saw my daughter when she was running, when she was like, you know, Five years ago, or my son doing deadlifts at the university. It's really cool. And a great picture of my wife and I, you know, on a vacation. Yeah. And it comes up, or my yeah. family at a gathering at Thanksgiving. So I love that. So that's what it's for. A um, little bit of Instagram. I'm just kind of, but probably guys like you are going to help me more than, more than uh, anything else. But also, um, I, I hooked up with a friend of yours, Brian Wright, great guy. And I've been, uh, you know, Brian? Yep. Yep, Brian Wright's yeah. a champion, man. He is. So anyway, kudos. Uh, he's going to be hopefully ghostwriting a book for me on Radar. Boom. Boom. Yes. Let's, let's get it out, man. This this, this um, is gold. Your journey's been so powerful, dude. Like, it's been so powerful. So they go to your Facebook. Um, they can type in Vincent uh, facebook.com forward slash Vince Burke DPT. And then your Instagram is instagram.com forward slash Vince Burke DPT. And then uh, YouTube, they can just search you there as well and find you there, right? Yeah, that's easy. And that's it. And uh, I give my cell phone number out too. Probably it's nonstop and I'm getting buzzed. But it's okay. That's who I am. I don't know. That's <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's that... It's that um, drive that you have to serve people yeah. to really make a difference, man. It's no, it's good. It's it's but inspiring. I appreciate and the thing is that, and I can tell you this much: I could never be sitting here if it weren't for pillars and my family and my blueprints, hundred percent. So credit to everybody and my older brother Bobby. Lights out what he does. Big big show and tell guy, but uh, inspiration. My sister, all my brothers, my mom to death. Great job, and uh, my two kids. Wonderful wife, Ace. And that's important because I'm telling you right now, and all my family, uh, you know, uh, who, who's been inspiration to me, especially my father who just passed away. But anyway, called him dad. Great guy. Uh, silent guy in a lot of ways. But uh, uh, he, he said a lot with not saying a lot. So anyway, appreciate all that that they've done for me, uh, my wife's uh, family all the way through. And I appreciate that. So uh, that's my thing. My And all my patients and clients, thank you so much because... If it weren't for you, I couldn't do any radar ship with anybody. But it is about moving uh, your body and mind together to be more connected in, in other than yourself, not the noun the noun principle persons over things. Yeah. Dude. This is great. Vince, I'm, I'm so stoked to see this radar ship get into more schools, get into more um, kids, youth's hand to help them develop into great human beings, man. I, I just I love the work that you're doing. If someone wanted to contact you about coming out to their school or getting involved in their different like uh, workplace or something like that, can you tell us just a little bit about that, man? Well, what I could do is, uh, you know, I, I've gone to even, uh, I went to St. Leo's Grammar School and believe it or not, I did a whole radar ship on the national anthem. Wow. It's on Facebook. I think I had like 3,900 hits on it. I have no idea. They watched it, and it was unbelievable. But think about that. 
I went back to my grade school and did the national anthem. And it was unbelievable to, just to have their own mindset on what they should be thinking about. So I did my Elwood Park High School where I went to school. I went there. I talked to about the radarship. I have a student athlete radar program. And it's that connection with radarship. And then they would get stickers uh, they could put on their cell phone or uh, a radar sticker on the back of their helmets. You know, we always talk about uh, giving somebody a tomahawk or, or that they just made a crazy tackle. But these stickers go on the right side of the helmet because that's the right way to be. And that's your balance system. Then I have the, uh, these uh, radar uh, patches that they can go on the right shoulder of uniforms and even with ones with grommet, and then a magnet. And the magnet goes on the right side of the car of their mom or yeah. dad's car so that when they open the door, they can look at the radar instead of, you know, ripping into mom and dad all their life and stuff. Hey, slow down. Little radar ship before you get in the car. Yes, dude. Then, then the schools could get big banners, a, a three-by-six banner with the name of the school on it with that big banner uh, you know, uh, with radar, with all the all the elements and, and the um, principles there, and how we could just make it happen. It's just creating a culture and an awareness. Yep, that's, that's it. it. It's really that's what it, it is. And it if is. you start young, it, it that's the blueprints, and you carry it all the way through, yeah. all the way up to high school. Because what happens is you're going to develop your internal resume. Mm-hmm. People, I always tell my athletes, show people what you do. And what you say, they'll ask you your name. I love it. Vince, we're dropping so much value in this, man. Thank you so much for being here today. Bringing the love, bringing the wisdom. You're a champion. Thank you so much. All right, man. Peace out. Yep, I'll see you. Have a great day, bro. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com, and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, Master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.